Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Adult Sports Kid. I am your host, Jason Paul. Thank you for joining us this week. And to be frank with you this week, not too many news items, but I thought maybe, hey, let's see. Let's go through them. Let's see how fast we go through them. Let's see if people like shorter episodes when there's less news to talk about. Um, there's some things I was thinking about doing a deep dive of, but to be frank with all of you, uh, I did, I'm not as prepared, and I think the subject I want to tackle is pretty big. Um, so I'm going to wait on that. Uh, I do have some thoughts on some news stories we're going to go through. I also have a vision for something in these news stories, a rumored new game. So stay tuned for that. We'll keep that at the end. But without further ado, let's just hop right into the news. And I think the biggest news of this week, Forza Horizon 5 released on November the 9th, I believe. Two fantastic reviews from Operation Sports, Robert Collars, Forza 5 review. The formula still works. Now... This, re- this review is pretty effusive in its praise, from the controls uh, to the locale they set the game in, which is Mexico, which sounds really cool because of the vast diversity, I think, of Mexico's ecosystems. You could do a lot there with a racing game. They also say the, vi- the, the visuals and the vehicles are top-notch. The open-worldness feeling is uh, very empowering to users. Um, they did say that there's some glitches and the music isn't up to snuff, but other than that, it seems like another very solid release, um, from Forza. I think it's Turn 10 Studios and they're really a powerhouse. And when you look at what Forza's done in, uh, the last 15 years, I don't remember exactly when the first Forza game came out, but I believe it was 2004, 2005 range. Let's just check it. Let's just give it a, let's give it a Google Forza Motorsport original xbox let's see bum 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 2005 so we're 16 years into this it's wildly successful and what i want to point out is they've figured out they have the mainline forza games you know that appear to uh, appeal to a little bit more narrow audience of, of racing fans car simulation fanatics and then they have this forza horizon series more of an arcade balanced racer and, apply, and appeals to a wider swath of people. And they're also able to crank these out year after year, it seems. I don't exactly know the cadence of releases, but we've had... Uh, this is the fifth Forza Horizon game, plus there's been six or seven regular Forza games. So you're saying pretty much every year for the last 16 years, you're getting a Forza release. So that is why partially i think you can attribute to the success of forza it's there all the time gran turismo does well when a game is released but that happens infrequently and i think that is an issue if you're going to talk sony versus microsoft and racing fans i think what we talked about last week with nascar games being sort of completely hit or miss at this point you know not developed by the biggest of the big studios there's a lot of firepower horsepower pun intended behind these games and it seems like forza they have a formula that they stick with it works well and it gets people playing and on that note our second news story is for forza horizon 5 hits 4.5 million players so it comes out november 9th and it hits uh 4.5 million players as the game was only out for 24 hours, this is from Sports Gamers Online. Curtis Russell um, wrote this story. So that is huge. 
that speaks to, again, the success of the series, but also Microsoft's strategy in releasing things on Game Pass. So this game is included with Game Pass, and it's a perfect type of game to be included in Game Pass because I don't think the landscape of gamers today is going to be as willing to part with 60 or $70 for a racing game right off the bat. They might wait for a sale. Uh, they might have plenty of free-to-play games that they're playing. They have games lot games as a service like I do with NBA 2K, which I basically think of that, because I've sunk more money into it. So I want to spend more time on it. But if you put this as part of a service that many Microsoft Xbox owners have, you're going to get people to play, and you're going to get people hooked on it, and then you're going to build a new Forza fan who's going to be hyped for the next release, and this cycle continues as long as the games being pushed out are solid in quality. And they have been thus far. So this winning formula brought them 4.5 million people playing over 24-hour period. That's insane for a racing title. This isn't 20, 50, 25 years ago when racing games were just one of the top genres. And that might be a future episode where we just talk about... The genre shifted games. When I was first cognizant of video games, fighting games, racing games, platformers, they were staples. They were the big ones. They were the big guns. Especially if you walked into an arcade, you gravitated towards those racing games because of the immersion factor of being able to sit into a seat of a car and race. They have fallen so far from that, but... Forza's launch has proven that it can still penetrate a casual game base, but it may take a, you know, a carrot strategy, so to speak, with Games Pass and getting it included in a service users already use. Um, so they're more likely to play it when it's out. But any way you slice it, it's fantastic news for Microsoft. It's fantastic news for Game Pass, and it's fantastic news for the Forza series. I hope to play that if I do procure uh, Xbox Series S or X in the coming months. That's certainly going to be one of the games on my list to try out, especially with how much it seems like the vi- the, the visuals are, are um, being hyped up and, and lived up to uh, the next-gen moniker. So we got another story, uh, Skater XL DIY Map Editor Alpha arrives on PlayStation Xbox consoles. Now, I've talked about Skater XL a bit. Basically, it's a game that is an even more realistic uh, version of Skate with no real goals or um, objectives. And it's truly like you, your skateboard, a trick list, and filming content to put online to engage with others or for yourself. And really, it just sort of simulates what I imagine I was never a skateboarder. What skateboarding is, is like, I'm going to try to pull off some cool stuff. And it's going to be for me. I'm playing against myself. Now, the problem is Skater XL has been much more fully fleshed out on PC where modding communities are active and given the tools. So something like a map editor has never been on the consoles. And I I bought Session, which is a competitor of Skater XL, last summer on Steam. And I wanted a con- I want to play my extreme sports games on consoles. It just doesn't seem natural to boot up a PC and play a skateboarding game. I don't know if that's my age showing, but it's like, no, man, like Tony Hawk, bruh. Like on the console, pick up the controller. So this is good news, but I think it's far too late. 
somebody like me, I don't have Skater XL on my PlayStation right now. I played it. I really liked it. Wasn't enough content to keep me there. And an alpha map editor isn't it. We need the full access to the mods from the PC in terms of the mods that a user like myself could use, but also ones other people have made and released. I'll play more people's maps, but I don't want to have to make them because that's not my strong suit. And I know others have made such amazing things. And right now with the team at Easy Day Studios, who um, works on Skater XL does is they curate DIY maps and then they release them for everybody. And it's from the PC version. And they're very slow to do that even. So I don't have much faith this is going to move the needle. And this article is from Steve No, I should uh, note, by the way. But it's effort. So I think it's positive that they haven't stopped supporting it. I don't know where it's going in terms of a sequel with Easy Day. Um, but Easy Skater XL and Session, I think, are going to be staring down in the coming one to two years when Skate 4 gets released with, uh, you know, competition that could blow them out of the water. So they need, if they want to have footing in this skateboarding landscape, they're going to need to treat all their platforms pretty much as equal because they're going to need that growing player base across everything. And if you have people on the PC willing to do work for you, just release it on the console. That's what I would suggest. And maybe there's some legal ramifications that I'm not taking into account, but you got to go for it because you're going to be battling the Giants sooner rather than later. Speaking of something that battles Giants and slays them regularly, Football Manager 2022, available now to Xbox Game Pass as Steve Noah. This is from November the 9th, so go ahead and pick up uh, Football Manager 2022, a game that we talked about last week, well-reviewed, a series that is for simulation fanatics, for sports management tech sim fanatics, Give this a try. I think this is wonderful. It's part of Games Pass. Now, I'm not sure how well it's going to play there, but this is also a game that when and, when and if I get an Xbox Series S or X, I'm going to try it on the console. It'd be great if it was intuitive and easy enough to use. I know with a mouse and keyboard, it makes much more sense right now for most people, but this is great because it's going to put in more people's hands. And this is certainly a game that, listen, if you're intimidated by tech sims, if you don't know a lot about uh, soccer, there's a lot of variables here at play that are going to keep people from spending the 50 or 60 bucks on the full version on it, maybe even on the PC. So, hey, why not um, try it when it's part of Games Pass? And it's part of game Xbox Game Pass on the PC as well. So you can get that fully fleshed PC version. So I do encourage people, if you are a Game Pass sub subscriber, try this out for the very, um, even the smallest fact of like, hey, give Xbox the analytics that you're willing to try out new sports games and maybe more sports games will make it way there. And their willingness to showcase sports games, mainly with acquiring MLB uh, The Show this past year for its first iteration on Xbox and be part of Games Pass. It shows how uh, willing Microsoft is to include sports games in that Game Pass ecosystem, which sports games are always looked at as the as the ugly stepchild in the in the video game landscape. So any time that they can take prominence and not take it from another title, but take um, you know its own you know take a stand next to other titles, they're going to look as equal. And this is great. So 
If you have Game Pass, go check it out. Finally, our final story of the day. I told you this was going to be a quick one. I'll get you out of here on time to be with your families so you can stop listening to sports video game podcasts and be with your damn families. No, but uh, here's a rumor from Sports Gamers Online's Curtis Russell. EA set to revive Fight Night. Basically, um, there's a codenamed game floating around EA Sports Memos named Moneyball. Um, it's received a green light, according to sources. It's in very early stages of development. Not much is known. Um, I've also saw similar articles that um, this, is, this would happen after UFC 5. So we might see it maybe a chance of of uh, alternating releases. UFC 5, then a fight night, then a UFC, then a fight night. So I think that's very exciting for boxing games because... As we talk about on this podcast, a game we're I'm dumbfounded by in a great way, ESBC, what I refer to more as a wish list in a video game quite yet because we have no release date, we have nothing. We do have gameplay. I shouldn't say we have nothing. We have no we don't know when a real person that doesn't work for them is gonna be able to hold a controller and play that game. I'm very just suspicious of of how long it's gonna take. So EA has a chance to get into the boxing game landscape again. One, they can do it, and they can do it well because they have the cash to get anyone's license that matters. I can't imagine ESBC got exclusive deals for all the fighters they have because if they did, I'll tell you what, holders of estates for Muhammad Ali and other classic boxers are doing a disservice uh, to the legacies of the people that they represent not getting as many boxing games as possible so i'm going to assume that's not the case and also what ea can do and i think it's a very clear strategy you might be like well ufc's overall seemingly more popular than boxing nowadays we have this other boxing title that's going to appeal to sim fans what can you do but what people may be ignoring right now is the boxing landscape has changed the biggest boxing matches uh, in terms of social media budget and pop culture and not in totality because we did have Wild of Fury 3, which is a phenomenal fight and I'm sure drew over a million plus buys, but we have Logan and Jake Paul and that's where this game should, they should showcase those people. If we could get Logan and Jake Paul in this game, some of their, their um, you know, more famous opponents, maybe contemporaries that show themselves in this landscape, that would be a big get for EA and Fight Night, and they should do this. And that's from a boxing... I love boxing simulation games. I don't... I'm not in love with everything Logan and Jake Paul do, but I think overall they're good for boxing because they get people excited about boxing. And it seems that Jake is taking boxing seriously, moving to Puerto Rico training full-time so let's get them in this game which should open it up to at least eyeballs of a wider market i mean even just jake and logan tweeting about this game and them being in it is gonna bring it to people's eyes that otherwise would never have known about it or seen it and if we could add little celebrity divisions within this and then that brings a wider swath of people to play with you know simulation actual quote-unquote boxers that's great Let's not, listen, UFC's had Bruce Lee in it. It's had, I think it had, it had Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury this past year for some reason. 
EA's open to things like this. They should do it. They should lean into the celebrity boxing. I don't know if we want to call it a fad again. We'll see where it goes. And if this game is three, four years out from release, and by then Jake Paul's an afterthought in every boxing fan's mind, then leave him out. But if I was developing this title right now, I would focus heavily on it. And I would get as many influencers as possible, pair them with a video game that has great fight mechanics, have them help promote it, and then you're bringing boxing to a mainstream audience and you're going to build it further. Um, you don't rate these people as high as you'd rate a Muhammad Ali, obviously. I think you rate them a little higher than you normally would. You want people to have fun and use Logan and Jake Paul. I also think you could use this in a story mode as a way in for, for kids where it's like, hey, it's not, you know, Fight Night Champion was a guy in prison, fights in prison, gets out, wants to continue fighting. Others are you start as an amateur and work your way up. What about a career path where it's like social media sensation? Give up on that. You could even play out the Jake Paul saga if you want to do a la WWE 13 and relive real life. You could do something like that. I think there's a lot of different angles you could attack it with. And you should not exclude influencers and celebrities who are boxing now, who are at least taking it seriously, like ESBC is seemingly doing. And no fault to them. I don't think that's their lane. I think they're clearly trying to make a simulation title. I personally think they've bitten bitten off far more than they can chew. But I can't wait to be proven wrong on that. And I don't think I'd be proven wrong on this. I think EA is smart enough to know that these influencers and celebrities are boxing. They're they're drawing huge buy rates, drawing a lot of eyeballs. And I think they will be in play trying to nab those celebrities. Now, how much of that you lean on it, how wacky you get with it. Listen, I want a realistic boxing simulation. But I don't mind if people who are in the boxing landscape right now are a part of it. As long as they're represented realistically and I don't feel like it's a game just for people who want to be celebrities and punch each other. We had celebrity deathmatch game back in the day. It was awful. So let's keep an eye on this. It's very exciting. I would love more series from EA. You go back 15, 16 years. We had so many sports options every year from EA, from 2K. And now we're at a place where we just don't have that many. We have like a good release for every sport almost. But we had such abundance. Let's try to get back to that a little bit. So if we had two viable boxing games, how amazing would that be? So in the same note of Skater XL and Skate, I think that competition is going to drive both of those games to be better. And with this, if ESBC actually holds up at its end of the bargain, then I'm expecting a hell of a punch from Fight Night. Pun intended once again. So I want to thank you for joining us. What a short episode. You you will get to spend time with your families this evening. That's wonderful. Tell them I said hello. And if you enjoy this, tell a friend. If they enjoy sports gaming, come listen once a week. And then uh, keep an eye out, YouTube. We'll be thinking of stuff to do there. Want to grow this a little bit. Thank you again for dealing with the, the absence from a month ago. But we're back at it. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend if you liked it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And have a good one, everybody.